When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Newcastle United picked up a point, a clean sheet, and they've also made history in the top flight by making it 15 games unbeaten um, in the Premier League, uh, an all-time top flight record as well. So a great day of positives in some ways. Obviously, Newcastle didn't win the game, which, you know... (laughs) When you're up at the top, um, it, it's one of them where you you know you get used to winning. But let's be honest, um, since the World Cup, you know, winning matches has not been um, commonplace. It's it's been a, a bit of grinding basically with um, the Leicester City Cup win, obviously, and you know beating Fulham in the last minute. There's been a lot of ground out victories um, in that space of time since the World Cup. But nil nil is, <laughs> it's it's quite incredible, really. You know, having covered Newcastle for so long and seen so many teams used to collapse at the first hint of any pressure, and then, you know, they've now got themselves organised at the back. An unbelievable defensive record, and here they are. You know, going to a place like Crystal Palace and, and getting a, a good solid point, and I think that's you know there's a lot to be said for that. Um, but I know Eddie Howe will be disappointed with his team that they haven't won the game given the amount of chances they created and just the way the game sort of unfolded really. You know, I I could only see one team winning it really and that was Newcastle, the way they pushed on in the second half, getting consecutive corners, things like that. For all that, the best save of the game comes down to Nick Pope who... Makes an unbelievable save um, to to prevent Jean Philippe Metata winning the game, which would have been fortunate for Palace had that gone in. But look, that's the that's the type of ground they were at. You know they can you can't have those smash and grab victories for the home side. So yeah, I think there's obviously some positives and negatives. <laughs> From it, I think Newcastle really, uh, as I say, we're getting used to the team winning. But by the same token, you win your home games and you draw your away games in football, you're always going to be there or thereabouts. And I think when the dust settles, this is not a bad point. And I think for all Palace have struggled this season at times. Um, I still think there's going to be more teams going there in the second half of the season and suffering defeats. So... Tough place to go, Sellers Park. Always has been. I think there'd be, there was probably a time when Newcastle would have gladly taken nil nil. Go, and I think they did under Rafa Benitez. I think they drew nil nil there one day, and it was it almost stopped the rot. Um, and they've had some bad defeats down there uh, over the years as well. So, look, I think it's it's not the worst result in the world. You know, the focus is now on the cup. Um. 
going down to Southampton on Tuesday for the first leg semi-final. So a lot to be excited about. Um, chewing over the, the finer points of today's game. Going into the game was all about, well initially it was all about Chris Wood being sold to Nottingham Forest and talk of Newcastle bringing in a replacement. That then got overtaken by events and we were talking about the Bruno Guimaraes injury again and the miraculous comeback. Um, Bruno on the plane down to London and starting the match, not sitting on the bench, not being part of the squad, starting the game. That perhaps shows how important he is to Newcastle, that Eddie Howe wanted him to play in this game. Um, looking at it from afar, if you'd told me that, Two or three days ago, I would have said that was a massive risk. But realistically, um, football is run by medical people to a large extent these days. And there's no way they would have risked... If he wasn't right, there's no way they would have sent him on that pitch. So, yeah, he played and had a steady game. It wasn't his best game, but it was still important to have him on there. And first half, I thought Newcastle were getting a lot of success. A lot of success down the left-hand side through Joe Willock. It looked like Newcastle were picking on uh, 33-year-old Joel Ward. It uh, looked like they were targeting him. His his sort of... Um, looking at him as a weakness, almost. Um, was he going to be fit enough to, to get through the whole game? It proved that he wasn't. The minute that Newcastle changed it in the second half, he went off. Uh, but they got a lot of success down that left-hand side early on. Joe Willock putting a couple of balls in. Joel Linton getting down there as well. Probably the best chance of the first half fell for Almiron at the back post. And unlike Almiron a few weeks ago when he, everything he was hitting was going in, uh, this time it goes wide. And, you know, players cannot sometimes maintain that level of form. Even Haaland you know, has gone three games in recent times without scoring. So not to be for Almiron. Um after the break, I think there were a couple of openings. Um, Isaac came off the bench, headed one straight at the goalkeeper. On a different day, that, that goes either side of the keeper. Um, wasn't to be today. Um, Murphy come off the bench, put a good cross in. Found um, St Maximin at the back post. He ends up getting crowded out by defenders and the ball's hacked away. So... Yeah, it just wasn't to be Newcastle's night in front of goal. A nil-nil draw felt frustrating more than disappointing. I think frustrating is the right word. Um, when you have seven shots on target and can't find a way past the goalkeeper, it, it can be prove very difficult. But certainly not the end of the world. There's a six-point gap between Newcastle and Spurs. Um, unless you're dreaming of winning the title, um, this is a... This is a good solid point in the chase for Champions League football. And 20 games gone now. We're not close to the finishing line. Let's not get too carried away. But, you know, we are. It is a significant milestone in the season. So we'll see how other teams fare over the weekend in and around the top four, top five. Um, but really, it is all about the cup now. Bruno's fit again. Um, so that that's a big positive going into that match. And the talking point in the press conference afterwards was Eddie Howe, is he going to sign another player? After Wood's departure, he said he was desperately 
keen to do so. He wasn't. It wasn't a slight at his squad. The players he's got just said that he would like more options. Every manager would like more options, and yeah, I think it was Kevin Keegan who once said that um, you, you can't have a, you can't have too many good players, and that certainly is the case for Newcastle going the second half of the season. If you're asking me personally, what do they need? Uh, I always think they need as many goal scorers as possible. I think defensively they are sound. There's players they can bring in as backup. In midfield, they're very solid. I do think that another goal scoring option would be a real boost going into those last eighteen Premier League games, and that that that's for me what could take them over the line. Um, so it's about getting that player in. Who will that player be? Very difficult to say. Even with ten days left of the window, um, Eddie Howe talked about a small pool of players. Anthony Gordon's name has been mentioned a lot in the last 24 hours. He was certainly a player they looked at last summer. Didn't end up getting him. Everton played hardball. Everton are playing hardball again. Everton are all over the place, to be fair. Uh, bottom of the league. And it's so difficult to predict what's going to happen there in terms of transfers because they're just in such a mess. Um, so, don't know. Do they sell them and reinvest the money have to wait and see at the minute that one's kind of hit a bit of a standstill agent saying nothing Everton saying not for sale Newcastle saying very little on it but we do know that as a player that they've they've looked at several times as is Dominic Calvert-Lewin another player that Newcastle have scouted very recently I'm told and he would be Another forward option, uh, hasn't had the greatest of seasons, has had injury problems, but certainly a player that Newcastle have looked at. So we could probably spend a full podcast talking about transfers and we probably will in the next few days. So I'll not go too deeply into that. I think it's better just to, for now, sign off and reflect on a nil-nil draw, stalemate in the capital Newcastle still in the top three. They were applauded off by the fans. Uh, people seem pretty much content with with how Newcastle are doing. So hopefully uh, this is a, another step in the right direction and we head to Southampton. It's all about the League Cup now, the rest of this month on the pitch and it's all about transfers off it. So stay with us. We'll be hopefully bringing you a lot of great coverage in the next few days.